Going to come back to the near side. Pick six. But see that coming up the way. Jim Jones. Make it to Hunter. Lofted towards the end zone. Welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View, coming back at you with a week 11 episode. We have finally, I mean, my goodness, 11 weeks. It's gone by so fast. Season flies. Yeah, in the thick of the uh, school year as well. I know Hayden was noting earlier, it's, uh, we're, we're in a bit of a, it's, it's a grind right now. It's, it's getting swampy, but... We're pushing through. We're pushing through, and let's talk about uh, what our surprises were from this last week. You surprised? <laughs> surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. All right, many a reasons to be surprised this last week. Colt, what had your head sewn to the carpet? Uh, Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman, they actually did it. Okay, They blew out Clemson, they contained Will Shipley and DJ Uyunglele. He didn't look too good. After a weird start to the season, I mean, you lost to Marshall, you lost to Stanford, who's not good anymore. Notre Dame has dominated back-to-back quality ACC teams in Syracuse and Clemson. Uh, now they're in the in the playoff rankings, so good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised about Stanford getting absolutely clobbered by Washington State, 52-14. to 14. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we were all kind of thinking that both teams were kind of limping into this game. It was going to be kind of a sloppy matchup, toss-up, or at least that's what I thought. But Wazoo led 42-7 to at the half, and they did it really without Cam Ward playing that well. Cam Ward was 16-32 uh, through the air for 176 yards. Really what happened was Stanford couldn't stop the run, and Stanford fumbled the ball four times. Yeah. Wazoo had 514 total yards of offense, 306 of those rushing, and Stanford was minus four in the turnover differential with four different guys fumbling the football. And this just continues to get worse and worse for David Shaw to the point where I think a lot of people are saying, when is enough enough? Yeah. Um, you can't fumble the ball that many times if you're that Stanford team. You just can't afford that. Uh, LSU did it. Jaden Daniels went and beat Bama and is now rising up the Heisman Trophy odds as we as we speak. I mean, it just if the the running joke was, oh, now Jaden has to go play Bama and he beat Bama. So unbelievable job by Brian Kelly and LSU in their first year. Uh, but let's go back to the scope of the Pac-12 and we'll talk about who was eating their Wheaties in Week Ten. Better get your whole grain. I bet eat my Wheaties. Hayden, why don't you get us started? Talk about who's eating their Wheaties while I take my sweatshirt off. (laughs) Uh, Washington State running back Nakia Watson had a breakout game. 16 carries for 166 yards. I'll try not to take off my shirt while this is (laughs) Yeah, let's... Yeah. All right, there we go. He I had a 41-yard touchdown in there, 10.4 yards per carry. Very impressive. Hadn't had a 100-yard rushing game since week one. He's been a little banged up, but tell you what. I think I... Maybe an ad <laughs> playing right now? Yeah, hold on. Might be. I think I accidentally clicked the, uh, <laughs> the Yeah. Button okay, there we go. And, and skipped it. Anyway, yeah, so, that was some intense <laughs> music. Yeah, uh, Washington State... <laughs> Running back Nikia Watson um, had a career game, so shout out to him. 
You just fumbled your phone. Yeah, I know. This, this, the ghost of Bill Austin is just taunting us right now. Something. It's right over his For not uh, tuning into Arizona State of the Union. True. Live at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. We are interrupting that, yeah. yeah hopefully <laughs> we're on the actual airwaves right now, and we're not being... We didn't get hijacked. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're probably good. Cole, who's eating their Wheaties? All right, so I'm not going to go to the Pac-12 this week. I'm actually going to go to the SEC, okay? So coming off of their big overtime win uh, versus Bama, I had to take someone from LSU. So I'm going with an All-American, okay? Wow. Gymnast, Olivia wow. Dunn. Okay, you may know her from social media as Livy, uh, but this weekend... LSU rushed the field. Livy rushed the field. She needed to use her agility, her gymnastic skills, you know, to climb down the bleachers. Uh, it's a little bit of a stretch, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she's the first influencer and the first fan to win the Wheaties Award. Uh, so props to her. Also, I'm sure you're listening out there, Livy. Um, we'd love to have you on the show. So um, <laughs> please feel free to uh, call the Blaze Radio phone lines, um, or my number works uh, perfectly fine as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, either way, let's let's get that done. All right, uh, great job, Colt. Uh, Wheaties history in the making. Um, Caleb Carrium Williams, mm. I call him, because he has been carrying USC over these last few weeks. If you told me that Jack Plummer was going to throw for over 300 yards and four was it four touchdowns? It may have been three. Uh, I would have said, oh my goodness, USC's on massive upset alert, but. Thanks to the play of Caleb Williams, again with the depleted wide receiving core, he threw for 360 and four touchdowns on a decent clip throwing the ball. I mean, he just does a great job of avoiding mistakes, especially when his roster is depleted like it was this Saturday. And, uh, you know, as we all know, there's those that are eating their Wheaties, there's the, the Livies of the world that are, you know, stand strong, doing gymnastics. But then there's other people out there. These guys that are just slurping on Fruit Loops. That don't look like Livy. Do not look like Livy. Cole, who was eating their Fruit Loops this week? Uh, the entire uh, University of Hawaii football team. I mean, <laughs> wow, double no Pac-12. Yeah, absolutely pathetic performance. Just what a regression from the past two weeks. Past two weeks there was hope. I saw promise in this team. I saw promise from Braden Shager. This weekend, let's go 20 for 40. Let's throw an interception. Let's get nothing going on offense. And then defensively, how about we let Jake Hayner do whatever he wants to us? Um, yeah, they got my Fruit Loops Award, my home, my hometown team. Stanford running back Mitch Legber. I uh, don't know how to say his name. Probably won't say it again after this because this was a brutal performance. 11 carries. For 23 yards and a fumble. That is a very forgettable line. And another thing, he went to my rival high school, Laguna Hills. No, no love lost. No Ooh. love lost at all. The the poop brown and pea yellow colors. <laughs> Yikes. Whoa, Carrying careful. that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we in safe harbor hours? You know, but that was a just a terrible, terrible performance. Yeah, I mean... I would give Colt Fruit Loops for trying to, to pick up Livy just now, um, but I, I can't. So I'll give it to Bengal Branson. Uh, I didn't get a Wheaties <laughs> for that? Bengal Branson, um, it, Big Benergy was not in the building for this game. 12 of 19, 87 yards for the second time this year against a good opponent. He just completely disappeared. And he's looked decent against bad opponents, but those are bad opponents. Um, I really hope Nolan is healthy enough to play this week because that was that was a very disheartening performance by Ben Goldranson. Even when the running backs were going off, and uh, 
yeah, you just you just can't play like that and, and expect to win games against teams like Washington, especially on the road, especially at night. Uh, but let's go to the big picture. We've got uh, college football playoff rankings for week 11. What are your guys' thoughts? I was just thinking about uh, me trying to riz on Pacific POV <laughs> right now. Um, but where's Liberty in the rankings? Okay, because I didn't see them. I saw them in the AP poll. I saw them in the coaches poll. They were 19. Uh, they just beat Arkansas on the road, and their one loss is to Wake Forest by one, who's a great team. Yeah, Liberty is not in the playoff rankings. That's a shame. I'm looking at it here. wonder why Ole Miss is so low uh, at 11. I mean, I, I guess their loss wasn't that great. They didn't look good against Texas A&M. Still, to see an SEC one-loss team outside of the top 10 is a little unusual but you look at the one-loss teams in there, you've got Tennessee, you've got Oregon. Clemson, I feel like they could be ahead of Clemson. They could be ahead of USC. Yeah. I, I mean, but that that's a toss-up. I think the committee mostly got it right this week. And uh, shout-out to Washington getting in there at, at number 25. Yeah, I honestly almost wish the committee would have stopped at 7 in the rankings and so I didn't have to see the rest of it because it just makes <laughs> some confusing things happen. Bama's spot I was actually fine with, which I thought they were going to overinflate their ranking. The ranking that confused me was UCLA at 12 and USC up at, is it 9 or 8? Eight? 8. Yeah, it doesn't. Eight. That doesn't make and sense. And it's like USC has no good win. They have no good win this year. No good win. UCLA Oregon has State? multiple, well, that's a, that's a, that's a solid one. <laughs> right. But UCLA has two top 25 wins versus USC has one fringe top 25 win. And USC's loss is to a team UCLA beat. So it's a very confusing Double standard there for and two teams in the same city. Doesn't make any sense. But, uh, you know, those big brands. Um, didn't have this on the rundown, but I thought it was uh, worth noting. Um, so, uh, for well, first there's the South Florida coach. We never talked about it, but Jeff Scott. That might have happened a week before. He got fired. Uh, he that was, just happened, yeah. Did that just happened this mm-hmm. last week? Okay, he was 1-26 versus SBS <sighs> opponents. Um, and almost beat Florida this year. Yeah. USF almost knocked off Florida. Florida's been a confusing team. But the one I really wanted to talk about was was brought up by Rally, uh, one of our most distinguished listeners on Pacific Point of View. Uh, He's talking about a rumor circulating right now in the college football sphere that Dan Lanning is interested in the Auburn job and the possibility of him going there next year and bringing Bo Nix with him. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I've... Do you guys know who John Canzano is? He works for the Oregonian. Yep. yep. Bald guy, good reporter. Um, he basically I'm just came. Bald, yeah. <laughs> he came out and um, basically just shut that whole thing down. He I said, saw that tweet. Yep. He said, you know, there's that was a, a baseless claim, and gosh, if that happened to Oregon, you couldn't help but feel bad for them because they've just been Cristobal. getting they've been getting ditched with Willie Taggart. Cristobal, and now if Landing leaves, Taggart that's was tough. a bullet dodge, though. I think we can yes, agree. Yes, that absolutely. I don't think I've ever heard of a quarterback leaving a school, going to a different school, and then going back. If Bonix actually does that and goes back to Auburn, that'd be insane. Yeah, um, West Virginia's quarterback, Derek, Jarrett Doge, or is that how I don't I, I think it's Doogie, maybe? Doogie, you're right. I knew it was It's something that's two syllables. Doogie, he transferred away from West Virginia to Western Kentucky. He was on Western Kentucky, and then two weeks before the season started, I remember I like sent you guys the post, he transferred, entered the transfer portal, he made it to Troy. He went to Troy at the start of the year, didn't get the start because he joined so late, and the game between Western Kentucky and Troy this last week, 
he, the starter got injured. He came in, finished the game, and beat the team that he was on two weeks before the season wow. started. Pretty unreal. That's wild. Uh, that turn of events wild. there. But uh, the Heisman race took just so many turns this last week. I mean, so Stroud looked awful in a windy game. Bryce Young can't pull it together. They lose another one. Um, Chase Brown looks sluggish, and Illinois lost to Michigan State. I mean, just so much chaos. So who, who do you think is winning Heisman at this point? I had C.J. Stroud going into last week. I no longer have C.J. Stroud. I've got Blake Corum, Michigan running back. Cole, I know you were high on him earlier this year. He is just, he's been amazing. He's first in the country in rushing touchdowns. He's fifth in rushing yards. He's an absolute beast. Let's see, this is one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive games with triple-digit rushing yards. And he's, he's just an absolute beast, and he's the best offensive player on one of the best offenses in the country. I got Bo Nix. I like the hype right now, and I think he has a chance to boost his stock with Washington, with Utah, with a potential game against USC or uh, or UCLA in the Pac-12 championship game. I mean, the guy had two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns uh, rushing, and then a receiving touchdown last week. The guy is playing out of his mind, and I think he definitely deserves a seat uh, in New York. Something that I don't think will help Bo Nix is I feel like there's a certain stigma around him right now where it's kind of like, oh, he's a fun, dark horse, Heisman guy. But I just feel like people don't take him seriously as a genuine Heisman pick. Um, and that's because of the reputation that he built at Auburn, sadly. I think it's going to come down to the Heisman Trophy in the last like decade, it feels like. The attention always goes to the team that's winning and the player that's the team is winning because of them. Um, and so I think C.J. Stroud and Blake Corum will be the two top dogs. And C.J. Stroud, that was insane win conditions he played in against Northwestern. Certainly didn't help him, but, I mean, insane conditions. Um, I think it comes down to that game between C.J. Stroud and Blake Corum head-to-head in the game, the big game, Ohio State and Michigan um, at the end of this year. And I honestly think the winner of that game, I think that player there wins Heisman. I think whoever wins that game, whether it's Stroud or Corum, they need to do the post. They oh. do the Heisman pose in the game. I think they've locked it up. I would agree. Uh, honestly, I don't know. What, I don't know why players don't realize that. You just strike the Heisman pose in a game. The publicity from that alone probably boosts your odds by like twenty percent at least. Was it Mariota who like accidentally did it in the middle of a game against Oregon and, State, and he claimed that he didn't do it on purpose? No. Yeah. What was lit about that one actually is he did it as an actual football move to stop mm-hmm. the guy. It was pretty cool. Leonard Fournette as a true freshman hit the Heisman pose against Sam Houston State after his first career touchdown. Wow. Um, time for Week 11 picks. We've got some some pretty good games, and I'd say some toss-up games. First one, we have the trap game of all trap games. Going to sound like Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Number 7 LSU at Arkansas. The ultimate letdown game right now. You could definitely call this a trap game, but, man, Brian Kelly and Jaden Daniels, what a fit. LSU, they're legit, man. I I honestly was an LSU denier for the first half of the season, and I I can't accept that anymore. He's, He's a believer. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer at this point, and honestly, Jaden Daniels, go do your thing, man. Um, I think it's clear at this point. I know it's a little off topic that ASU coaching last year was the problem more yeah, so than yeah. the players. We've yeah. learned that, but LSU, man, they've just had Arkansas's number lately. Razorbacks won last year, but LSU's won five out of six. Haven't lost in Fayetteville since 14. Arkansas just lost at home to Liberty. 
give me the Tigers. LSU, too much sauce. I mean, Jaden Daniels, did you see him last weekend? Did you see Arkansas last week? They lost to Liberty. Okay, they didn't look good until like the very end when they tried to storm a comeback. I got LSU in this one easily. This game hinges on the health of K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback. He was not healthy, clearly, in that Liberty game, and yet Sam Pittman chose to keep playing him. If he gets healthy for this game, oh my, LSU LSU needs to watch out. They just need to watch out. This is I, I just have a horrible feeling about this game for LSU, but I'm still going to pick them. Oh. We're going to have the purple and gold across the board for LSU, so hopefully uh, that doesn't come back to bite us. We've got a top 11 matchup, number 9 Alabama <coughs> traveling to play 11 Ole Miss. Ole Miss with a chance to deliver the final knockout blow on Bama's SEC West chances. They have a great chance, and I'm going to start my pickoff with a hot take for you guys. And you guys can take this however you want to. Lane Kiffin will be coaching at an Alabama school within the next seven years. Oh, There you go. Okay. Do do what you want either with that information. Or. Either, either or. or. Interesting. All right, so Alabama's obviously re reeling uh, right now, and rare to see them out of the playoff race this early in the season. In fact, yeah, <laughs> they haven't gotten to the, they haven't entered the Iron Bowl with two losses since 2010. So this is so they, basically foreign territory. They've never been eliminated from the playoff necessarily ever. Correct. Wow. And uh, Ole Miss has looked unimpressive, but they're finding ways to win. And they have one of the most underrated running backs in the country. It's not Zach Evans. It's Quin Quinshawn Judkins who rushed for two. Quinshawn Judkins who rushed for 205 yards against Texas A&M, and he's had 100 plus rushing yards in six games this year. And I think that matches up well against Bama's good, not great run defense. Ole Miss got to be careful throwing the ball around those Alabama DBs. But this is the worst Alabama team Nick Saban has had since 2010. They make mistakes, and they very could feasibly have four losses at this point in the season. They barely squeaked out the Texas A&M and Texas games. Yeah. And I think their luck has run out. Alabama's cooked. Ole Miss wins. Whoa! Wow. What a pick to lead us off. I think this is going to be a passionate game. Okay, Lane Kiffin against his old boss. I just don't remember the last time Nick Saban's lost back-to-back -back weeks. And I don't think you beat a pissed-off Lane Kiffin. I mean, a pissed-off Nick Saban. So I got roll tied in this one. Yeah, I mean, it, Hayden, I like a lot of stuff you said about Alabama. This does not feel like an Alabama team. It does not. They just they get scared on the road. They're shaky. They have a bunch of uncharacteristic penalties and mistakes. They, I mean, Bryce Young is carrying this team. He's the best quarterback they've had there in years, years. And yet, he, this team already has two losses. And so it's, it's confusing in that right that this Bama team, the rest of them, and Will Anderson, they have one of the best defensive players they've had in years, and Will Anderson Jr. And so Ole Miss, it feels like, definitely can steal this game. But I'm going to pick Bama because it's Bama. And I'm, I'm you know, I'll, I believe it when I see it, them losing back-to-back -back games. But it is on the road, and that's where they've struggled. I think it will be a one-possession game. Uh, next up, we've got University of Central Florida traveling to play Tulane. Number 22 and 17, respectively, in the college ball playoff rankings. Should have been college game day. It's not. Yeah, both teams have been very impressive. Uh, Tulane has that signature win over K-State. UCF, they beat Cincy. But outside of that... They've kind of been run of the mill. They beat the teams they've been supposed to, they've been supposed to be beating, and it seems like they're lacking that signature win outside of the Cincy game. I think they're going to get it done here against Tulane. This is a very evenly matched game, both sides of the ball. But I feel like UCF is just a little bit better. 
and they have a great head coach in Gus Malzahn. Give me the Gus bus and UCF to get it done. I agree. This feels like a pick 'em, but I like UCF's offense a lot more. I mean, they did drop 70 at one point this season, and and like you mentioned, Gus Malzahn, I think he gets it done. Yeah, I love Gus in big games. Gus, the Gus bus, I think is going to continue to roll. Um, it just feels like two lanes of one trick pony this year. They beat Kansas State, and that's kind of their one thing I look back to. UCF has had multiple impressive performances this year. Yeah. Um, they've also had a few duds later in there, but we'll ignore those. Tulane also lost to Southern Miss. So, but think about if both these teams avoided those strange dud games, think about how high they could be, 17th and 22nd? Like, Tulane doesn't lose to Southern Miss. They could be a top 15 team, top close to the top 10. But I digress. Next game, number 19, Kansas State at Baylor. Baylor is a two-and-a-half point favorite in the conference that just keeps on giving. Yeah, I didn't even bold. Mike, because I usually I bold the team I think is going to win. I honestly have no idea. This is a complete toss-up. I'm just going to go with the home team. Give me Baylor. I don't know what's going to happen. Baylor. <laughs> this is the Big 12. Anything can happen. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Baylor because they have a guy named Dave Aranda on their staff. I'm upset that you guys to- both took Baylor because I'm also going to take Baylor. Wow. And the clean sweeps in the Big 12 usually don't age well. But Kansas State has just been too inconsistent of a team to bank on. And I like the way Baylor is playing down the stretch. Uh, Baylor and the team we're about to talk about are both teams that could could come out of, not necessarily nowhere, but definitely come out of the depths of the Big 12 and get in that Big 12 championship game. Uh, Last game on the slate here, we've got college game day number four TCU traveling to play number 18 Texas Hook'em Horns. We picked the wrong weekend to go, boys. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, that was fun. Uh, Texas has come so close to knocking off some top teams. They just they haven't quite done it yet. TCU, they keep winning, even if they're not looking invincible. Their win against Tech was closer than the score indicated. I mean, there's no doubt TCU has had the better season, but I do believe Texas is the better team on paper, which is why they're favored and they're at home, and for that reason, I think the Horns knock TCU out of the playoff. Tyler mentioned earlier this week uh, starting a potential GoFundMe for this game. I don't think it's too late. <laughs> wow. Maybe we can do a GoFundMe to send Pacific POV just, back to Austin. Just type in the chat how much you'd be willing to donate uh, for us to go to this game, and, and we'll see if we can get the ball rolling on Exactly. Something. I think TCU is actually going to get exposed this weekend in prime time. It sucks because I actually you know, would love to see TCU in the playoff, but I love Texas. I love Sixth Street so much. And I think Behan Robinson and Quinn Ewers offers too dynamic of an offense, uh, especially with the hype this weekend. I got Texas. These picks could were could age worse than any other predictions we've ever made because I'm also picking Texas. Holy cow. I've been riding with them all year long. Hook them horns. Hayden, both things can be true. The trip was fun, but we also picked the wrong weekend yep. to go because this would have been insanity. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we probably could have gotten tickets for relatively the same price. But... You Sixth Street is going to be nuts. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think tickets for this game are near 200, right? It has to Probably. be. Probably. Um, and it's kind of a rivalry game, too. And it's college game day. Everything about that. But it is upset pick o'clock. Um, Colt, why don't you go ahead and give us your upset pick? I'm going to go Louisville over Clemson. Okay, this is going to be a road game Ooh. for Louisville. But, you know, Cardinals have had a four-game winning streak. You know, that's included Pitt. Wake Forest, James Madison. Okay, I love the way this team looked in the second half, especially with Malik Cunningham back. And Clemson, I think they're going to continue to collapse, especially if DJ's back there um, under under center. Important note, uh, none of us correctly picked an upset pick last week. Ugh. I came really close. I will you did. say that. You did. 
and I'm doubling down on Virginia. Whoa! I like three and six UVA to upset five and four Pitt at home as a four point dog. Whoa. I picked Virginia last week, obviously to upset UNC. Came close, but it didn't hit. I don't know. Just the vibes at UVA are good right now, even though they're three and six. Their back is against the wall. And Pitt has been low-key one of the most disappointing teams oh, yeah. in the ACC, if not the country, this year. And that's largely due in part to Keaton Slovis being really mid this year. His QBR is 43.8. He's 81st in the country in passing yards. And he's thrown five touchdowns to six interceptions. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Pitt is not going to get up for this game. And Virginia gets it done with its back against the wall. It's going to be a crazy week in the ACC, boys. I'm picking North Carolina to beat Wake on the road. Wake Wake is like six or seven point favorites in this game. Really? North Carolina just has that magic that Wake Forest had last year. And uh, North Carolina actually beat Wake Forest last year. So even when Wake Forest had the magic, North Carolina was the big brother in the state of North Carolina. So give me the Tar Heels. Go Mac Brown, former University of Texas head coach Mac Brown. Return of the Mac, baby! Um, let's go to Lacakeas, where Colt has been uh, doing a pretty good job. Let's 18, go. 17, and a push. Okay, that's above 500. And this week, we I don't know what we're going to do here, but let's see what we got. <laughs> Alabama is going to cover their 11.5 spread versus Ole Miss. Okay, Texas is going to cover the 7-point spread versus TCU. Okay. And LSU is getting... Not getting. They're favored by three. (laughs) So they're going to cover the three-point spread. Wow. Very simple. What's actually more interesting is this lesson, though. Oh, okay. I saw a wallpaper one time, and it read, It's only a gambling problem if I'm losing. Wow. Wise words. Wise, wise words. Wise beyond his years, we have Lockheed Kaya's once again delivering. Thank you, Colt. (laughs) Let's go to the Pac-12 newsletter. Uh, we're around that time of the season where we start to look forward to see, hey, what what bowl game am I going to play in? What bowl games are we going to see? So let's get some Pac-12 bowl predictions on the board. Um, sh- shall we go bowl game by bowl game? Sure. Does that sound good for everybody? Let's do it. Okay, so let's start and talk about the playoff. Do we think a Pac-12 team is going to the playoff? Yes. Okay. I like Oregon. I also have Oregon. I think... They're going to be in with Georgia, Ohio State, and Tennessee. Okay. I I also have Oregon going in there. Classic playoff jinx. I The two teams I listed that they might play, Georgia and Ohio State. Who's the third team that's in for you? I uh, don't know. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> um, oh, holy cow. <laughs> three lost Texas. All right. Uh, the Rose Bowl. This is where I've got UCLA. I've got USC in this one. Really? I have UCLA as well. So two out of three picking UCLA. I think I I would pick UCLA if the USC game was this week. I would pick them. That's how I feel about that team right now. Oh, wow. I look to see potentially Michigan in this game, a one-loss Michigan yep. versus UCLA. I have them as well. It's going to be Michigan or Ohio State, regardless. It's going to be the loser of it's the, gonna be the, loser of the big game. game. Yeah. And honestly, if they make it to the Rose Bowl, how huge would that be for Chip Kelly? My oh. goodness. Unbelievable. What if Illinois beats Michigan, and then Michigan loses to, like, Ohio State. Would Illinois somehow sneak in there at all? Is there any chance for if that? If they have the same conference record and Illinois has the head-to-head, then yes. Is that how that works? Yeah. Or does the Rose Bowl get a pick? It might actually be the higher-ranked team since it's New Year's Six, which has 
kind of a different standard than your traditional bowl games. Yeah. So for that reason, they might they might go Michigan. All right. So we go down to the Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl is where I have the Trojans slipping in. USC. Do, do you remember? I remember. <laughs> okay. I've got Utah. Yeah, I've wow. got Utah with their head-to-head win over USC. So they get the slightly better bull bid. Yeah, that's that's true. But uh, you know, I forget about that. You, <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, Utah will also lose to Oregon. Right. In my, in so they'll projection. they'll be nine and three most likely when it's all said and done. USC. Remember, they have that game against Notre Dame, so their conference schedule is going to be wrapped up here pretty soon. True. And uh, they're going to have to make up ground, and. I think, let's see, USC's... This will be versus a Big 12 school. So potentially Texas or Baylor. I got Baylor. Loser of that Big 12 championship game is probably... You know what, I'm going to... I didn't fill out opponents, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to say Baylor. I like Utah Baylor in this game. That would be a fun one. Uh, Next up, we have the Sun Bowl, which would be uh, Pac-12 versus an ACC team. The all-too-familiar Sun Bowl. Yeah, the ASU Invitational. This is where I've got Oregon State. And I've got Oregon State taking on Wake Forest in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I think that's a very intriguing matchup. Oregon State probably going to be a, a eight and four kind of team at the end of the season, Hopefully. maybe yeah. seven and five. But this seems like a good spot for them, and they could have a shot at a Holiday Bowl. But what really hurts them is Washington as the head-to-head win. So Sun Bowl has been very kind to Pacific POV. Uh, thank you so much to UTEP for letting us play on their practice field. Yep. Uh, I've got Oregon State in this one, and I got them playing Pitt. I actually have Utah in the Sun Bowl. Um, oh, wow. The vibes feel right. I don't know. The vibes. <laughs> the Las Vegas Bowl. This is where I have USC. Okay. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, well, the Vegas Bowl has elevated in yeah. recent years. Okay. So, remember, ASU played a pretty good Wisconsin team in that bowl game last year. I do so remember that, yeah. What's really interesting here is the Las Vegas Bowl is against the SEC this year, yes, so it I alternates. So this is where I feel like it's going to be one of the Mississippi schools. Um, I think the winner of the Egg Bowl, unless it's mm-hmm. Ole Miss and they go 11-1, and one, you know, I'm just going to say this is Mississippi State. I've got USC, Mississippi State in the Las Vegas That's Bowl. That's an objectively fun bowl game right oh, there. Awesome. I was going for lit matchup as well. I got Washington versus Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I also had Washington in there. I, I think Kentucky... Could also potentially get into here somehow. Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, around that range. Uh, next up, we do have the Holiday Bowl. That's where I have Oregon State. Yeah, this is where I've got UW. And this is a Big Ten, or is this an ACC? This one's also ACC. Okay. Um, I said maybe North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, that feels about right. Or Syracuse, NC State. There's a lot of teams in this range. I got UCLA staying in their backyard versus Florida State. Wow. Oh, wow. That could be. I'm going to go Washington, UNC. Okay. Another entertaining bowl, to say the least. And uh, does anybody have another bowl other than this next L.A. bowl we're about to talk about? No. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I thought. Nobody uh, going to the Armed Forces Bowl or the First Responder or Gasparilla Bowl. But uh, the L.A. bowl, where I assume we all have Washington State. Yeah. Washington yeah. State Actually. against which which mountain, <laughs> which mountain West team are they going to lose to? Um, probably San Jose State. I think San Jose State could win the Mountain West this year. Wow. This is the Mountain West Rose Bowl, unless it's the the New Year's Six, which I don't have a Mountain West team going this year. No chance, man. Especially after Boise just lost to BYU. Mm. So 
Give me the Spartans and the Cougs. I think that sucks. The fact that the biggest game for the Mountain West in terms of bowl games is the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Like, it should be the Hawaii Bowl. Like, that actually sounds like, oh, you get a free trip to Hawaii? Hell yeah, take that. But I got Wazoo playing Boise. Yeah, I think it'll be Boise or Fresno State in this game. Let's not forget, Washington State lost to Central Michigan in a bowl game last year. So we, we can't let them forget about that. Wasn't it a 5-7 and seven Central Michigan too? It was a not a great horrible, Chippewa team. Horrible loss. Let's hope that the Pac-12 can have a better record in bowl games this year. I Ooh. think they've got some good matchups this year. Who based plays on in the Cheez-It Bowl? That is... That's uh, Chase Field, right? They've kind no, of they've changed that's, that, right? So the one at Chase Field is now the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's, I believe, like the worst bowl bid for the Big 12 and the worst bowl bid for the Big 10. So you're probably looking at, like, Iowa versus Texas Tech or Kansas this year. Nice. For that game, the Cheez-It used to be at Chase Field, but they, I think they moved to Florida, so now they're ACC Big 12. You don't get Cheez-Its anymore? Nah. This is egregious. You, you get a guaranteed rate. Cheez-It Bowl is ACC. Okay, so the, the projections for the Cheez-It Bowl. I actually really love this. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. Where they'll show you all the most likely matchups. So they're saying it's North Carolina or Clemson even in one projection or Florida State versus Kansas State, Baylor, or Oklahoma State is kind of the consensus for the cheez Bowl. That's fun, though. I like yeah. the media bowl projections. Um, let's get to uh, our Pac-12 picks here in Week 11. Um, there have been no Pac-12 upsets for two straight weeks. Will there be one this week? We will find out. Colorado travels to play number 8 USC. Yeah, this, this has no chance of being an upset. <laughs> ah. USC offense is rolling. Third in the pack in yards per game. Second in points per game. USC's defense has been bad. They just gave up 30-plus to Cal. But this is a get-right game, and uh, I like the Trojans at I'm, home. I'm not picking Colorado. USC by 50,000. It's nice that Colorado got that win earlier this year, huh? They, they're yeah. not going to do it again. No, so. no. Uh, USC wins. They're favored by 34. They're going to crush Colorado. Uh, next up, we have Arizona State uh, traveling to play Washington State, coming off of a pretty fun shootout, uh, and Washington State coming off of probably their best performance of the year, dare yeah. I say. ASU, I, I was very impressed with the fight I saw from ASU. Looked absolutely dead in the water against UCLA. We're down 42-18 to 18 and made it 42-36. to 36 late in that fourth quarter, and it was a game. I mean, yep. UCLA had to have been sweating big time. And while this is one of the least talented and most forgettable ASU teams in recent memory, this is this team has one of the best collective mindsets, has excellent character, and that is thanks to Sean Aguano and Trenton Borgay. And you've got X Valade on offense, Elijah Badger emerging as a wide receiver one. Yeah, he's been awesome. Right. So ASU, I mean, they're trending up this year. I wish there were more games cuz I feel like if this was a 16 game schedule, ASU would have a shot to go 500 at the end of the year. Wazoo obviously has that that vaunted defense coming off a huge win, but I think it boils down to this. I think Trenton Borgay is better than Cam Ward. I believe X Valade is better than Nakia Watson. Obviously, Wazoo's got that defense, but Sean Aguano brings something special to this team. With bowl eligibility and potentially his job on the line, Sean Aguano is going to throw the kitchen sink at the Cougs. They're going to return the favor from last year. ASU wins. Trenton has a big day. Go Devils. We get our first upset Dang. in two weeks. Wow. We'll take it. Bang. The state of Washington is owned by ASU. 
I have my picks in red. I have two red squares for the ASU Wazoo game, so I'm picking it now. Dropped 52 points last week, Wazoo, and ASU gave up a lot of points to UCLA. Too little, too late last week. Um, I love Sean Iguano. I love it. Um, but man, <laughs> Wazoo is really cold. It's been cold here, and I can't take it. I think Arizona's going to freeze, and I think Wazoo's going to win this game. I I have been very vocal about Sham Ward and my thoughts on him and how he's he's played. And Washington State had a great week last week, but I think it was more to do with Stanford absolutely self-destructing. And I think Washington State's going to come to this game with a confidence, an overconfidence, if you will. And I think this ASU team is going to catch him by surprise. And I actually believe ASU will pull off an upset in this game. And I'm looking for the upset this week because I don't think we're going to go three straight weeks with no upsets. No way. I think it happens here. Give me yep. ASU. Wow. Next game, huge game. Oregon still has the MacGuffin, still fighting, still got Bonex. They're number six. They take on number 25, Washington, Michael Penix Jr. and company. Penix. It's going to be such a fun matchup. Great QB play. We got to shout out Washington receiver Romo Dunze. I don't think we've really talked about him He's much nice. on this show He's this nice. year, but he is a top five wide receiver in the Pac-12. Ducks, obviously, they've got guys everywhere, across the board. Bo Nix playing like a Heisman contender. This game is going to be close going into the fourth quarter. It's going to be a shootout, lots of points on the board. But Oregon's at home, and they get a little bit of extra juice with the home fans, and I think the Ducks squeak one out here. Yeah, Bo Nix, Penix, I love these these two quarterbacks. It could be a very fun finish. Uh, but I think Nix continues his Heisman campaign, and I think he stands out in this one. I got Oregon. Yeah, I, I just think the Ducks have shredded every defense they've played since that Georgia game. They've just shredded them. They had a weird blip against Washington State where they were down like 13 late, but then they made it look effortless when they scored their last few touchdowns. Uh, so I don't even really consider that to be a huge flaw. And the way Washington, even with Oregon State's horrific quarterback play, Washington trailed for most of that game and took their first lead when they won on a field goal. So give me the Ducks. I think no no reason to pick against Oregon here. I actually don't see them losing this game. I don't see a path for it. Uh, next up we have Cal traveling to play Oregon State. This is the second most likely game uh, that I think has upset potential. But I like Oregon State here. Uh, I think they're going to run wild in this game. They were right there last week. Tough loss. This Oregon State team, I just feel like they cannot afford to lose this game because you've got a potential trap game against ASU coming up. Then you've got the Fog Bowl against Oregon. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to take the Beavs here, but I do think Cal can make this game a little sketchy. Yeah, unless it's USC, Oregon State doesn't lose at home. I've got Oregon State winning this one. Yeah, Oregon State's a completely different team at home. I think this is a matchup nightmare for Cal. This is the first time this year. It's probably the most confident I've been going into a game for Oregon State this season. I just think Cal just has no, like, their defense could get some stops against the Beavs. But their offense is doomed against this Oregon State team, especially the way they've been playing. The way they locked up Michael Penix Jr. and that passing attack for the majority of that game was very impressive. And if it weren't for a cathartic offense, they probably would have held that Washington State team or Washington team to two touchdowns. And the way they shut down Washington State earlier this year. I mean, Cal, it was an impressive performance last week by Plummer, but against a depleted USC defense, 
I just think this is a matchup nightmare for Cal. And Cal might only lose by two or three scores, but I think their offense is going to be so bad that this is not going to feel like a football game. And maybe that's the kiss of death, me going in confident to a game. Uh, but next up we have the Stanford Cardinal traveling to play the number 13 ranked team in the country, the Utah Utes. Can the Utes survive again? Can the Utes survive? Yeah, uh, I literally have nothing written down for Utah here because it doesn't matter. If Stanford played Colorado this week, Colorado would win. Wow. Stanford is in a horrendous shape right now. And I, I seriously think... How did this, they beat Notre Dame? This, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this has to be it for David Shaw. And I, I just don't know how many more of these egregious, embarrassing non-competitive losses he can sustain. And I think this is going to come to a point where he might just need to resign at the end of the season because I think he has no answers. This program is absolutely dead in the water. Utah is going to win by three-plus touchdowns, and things are getting ugly on the farm. Yeah, Utah really had a nice run game last weekend, and now you can bring that in with you know Cam Rising. I mean, this is just going to be way too much for Stanford, who couldn't, you know, hang with Wazoo. They're not going to hang with Utah on the yeah. road. I got yeah. Utah. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, they're done. I, the reason I said Utah survive is because survive in the Pac-12 championship race. They Because they've yeah. kept themselves ah. just alive in it. They have a game against Oregon next week that's going to be huge. If they win that game, things become real for them um, in that regard. But next up we have Arizona traveling to play number 12, UCLA. Yeah, after watching what that UCLA offense did to ASU last week, I can't imagine what they're going to do to U of A. And it does not matter who goes at running back for the Bruins. Zach Charbonnet did not play a snap against the Sun Devils. They were resting him. Yeah. Uh, and he, by the way, Charbonnet leads the country with 7.3 yards per carry. And UCLA still rushed for 400 yards as a team. Kashmir Allen. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, the Bruins are going to win this game by a hefty, hefty margin. Let them rest again. I mean, you're playing the U of A defense, who gives up a crap ton of points. I think DTR will go ham. This could be a potential, okay, you got USC the following week, look ahead. But I don't think they will. I think UCLA will dominate this game. Yeah, I've got UCLA. And, I mean, something to note is the four teams that are ranked in the top 15 in the Pac-12 all have home games this week against Stanford, Arizona, Colorado, three, the probably the three worst teams in the Pac-12, and then Washington. But Washington's playing the hottest team. So recipe for a lot of potential blowouts in the Pac-12, which is weird to say. It's weird that we've gotten to this point. I was looking at the schedule last year. Every Pac-12 team had at least four losses last year. The parity was unreal in the Pac-12. I mean, mm -hmm. it, this is such a far cry from the Pac-12 that I think we've all come to know. Absolutely. I think we had more bowl teams, right? It was actually, yeah. it was like seven. It was seven as well last year. Mm -hmm. And this year it's seven again. Okay. Currently. So it's actually the same amount of bowl teams, just more top heavy. Doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the thing was, we struggled out of conference last year. So I think a lot of those lower teams True. lost conference games, out of conference games that were weird. But uh, Factor Fiction, I prepared a Factor Fiction today. Fiction. Fiction. I actually did. All right. Why let's go. did? So you guys let's are go. wrong on that one. Um, but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Factor fact Fiction, we will actually see an upset in the Pac 12 this week. Fact. I'm going to go fiction. I didn't uh, pick one. Well, <laughs> you you believe you're going to go 6-0 and this week? Yeah. You truly believe that? 100%. Why would I pick <laughs> it? Okay, perfect. Even though one of your picks wasn't picked till you got in here. 
<laughs> next next question. Factor fiction. Factor fiction. Eleven and one Tennessee makes the playoff over an eleven and one Michigan. Yes. Fact. What about? No, I'm just kidding. That's. <laughs> I think the resume is better with that Bama win, and I don't think Michigan, especially with that non-conference, is good enough. Illinois will fall out of those rankings even if they beat them. It's not going to be a big deal if you lose to Ohio State. Yeah, I just think Tennessee. It, it just feels like feels like there's not a lot of paths for Tennessee to not make the playoffs at this point. I mean, right. the only one that can even lose down the stretch is they play at South Carolina, I think. Tough place to play. Yeah. That's the only one. But uh, next up we have uh, Fact or Fiction. The World Cup is actually something to get excited about this year. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Fact. Yeah. Did you guys see those, like, cubicles that they're putting for people to live in? That doesn't look too fun. It's like $200 for, what? like, a Matson container in the middle of Qatar or Qatar, I don't know how it's pronounced. Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, with the really? sun pouring down. Yeah. To like, to like watch the game. Like to like, to it's like the village for fans. Oh my goodness. No yeah, thanks. That was real horrible. Wait, someone in the comments also brought the World Cup. It was a uh, Qatar not to score versus Ecuador plus one twenty five. Oh. Okay. When when did this first game start? November twenty first. Okay, so we're getting there. We're only twelve days away. It's, it's a week fun of that the U.S. is in. It's fun we get to care. It's the first time I've got to care about soccer in eight years. Sure. So, right. We'll take it. Uh, fact or fiction, the 12-team playoff format this year would yield a fun bracket. Go so Absolutely. Hard. Fact. Especially with Tulane in there. Tulane, roll away. I mean, basically our mascot. Having an Honestly. insane season going Honestly. to the playoff would be fun. Uh, fact or fiction, the big red. I don't know if you get Did you guys see those Western Kentucky helmets? The big red ones? No. no. Okay, well, let me, let me pull them up for you. Um, you guys are going to absolutely lose it when you see these. Western Kentucky has unveiled these helmets they're going to be wearing. They've got this was just the hype video, but this is what they look like on the side. It's Big Red throwing the <laughs> that football is so cool. on the side of the, the helmet. The face mask on that is actually really cool. There's though. there's that for all you you viewers that were wondering. Um, yeah, so fact or fiction, that helmet is the best helmet of all time. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. What? I don't know if it beats the rainbow on Hawaii's helmet. Wow, I was expecting a better... It's Come second on. to uh, traditional Sparky fiction. Okay, we'll, we'll take that, at least. I like the big red, though. It's kind of like the Kool-Aid man on the side of a helmet. It is. I love it. They had a whole hype video for it. Uh, maybe I'll pull, a, pull it up for you guys later. Fact or fiction, college basketball season should wait to start until college football season ends. I agree. Yep. Chill a little bit. Yep. It's almost like you're just real, like I'm not even engaged right now because I'm like, right. well, I, there's football on. What are you doing? Same with the NBA. Like, chill. We've got a whole bunch of other sports. Even the World Series, I like. I didn't care about it. Uh, the NBA, I actually don't mind because I can. I kind of. Well, the Blazers are <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Say, That's say cool. why. That, the Blazers are awesome right now, which we won again today. We're eight and three, number two in the West. Should be number one, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, I went to the buzzer beater game, the Jeremy Grant buzzer beater. It was awesome. That was unreal. But. Uh, I, I kind of like football season ending and then being able to kind of tune into the NBA and they're about 40 games in and mm -hmm. you can kind of tell where everybody is. Yeah. Part of me enjoys that, actually. Right. Uh, fact or fiction, North Carolina has a legit playoff shot. No. No. Ah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, they, they really don't do If that. Clemson's out, North Carolina's out. Clemson really is out. That's that's it. Anyways, uh, fact or fiction, Notre Dame is on a path to derail USC season right now. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Absolutely. But that game's at USC, so. 
I don't think it matters. Whoa, it doesn't think it matters. No, no, I don't think I'm, USC has not a great. They don't have a great home environment. I mean, it's they've never. I, I can't remember the last time they've filled that place up. I mean, that'll probably be filled it, for the Notre Dame. Game. And if they're coming off a loss to UCLA, true, place might be half full. Uh, but their season will already be derailed at that right, point. Right, if that happens. But, That's true. And I, I honestly believe UCLA is going to win that game. I can't wait to pick that one. Uh, fact or fiction: College game day should not be allowed to go to the same place twice a year. I yep. agree. Yep. Change it up. Is course did they do that? I think so. Austin. They went to Austin earlier this year when Bama went there. Yeah, that's that's weak. And they went yeah. to Tennessee twice. Last year they went to Georgia twice too. Remember Man. that? Remember? And the Georgia fans like didn't show up. Yeah, Georgia they didn't fans care. because they showed up. They went there for like South Carolina at Georgia. Like it was something like that. Where or it might have even been like twenty third ranked Kentucky at Georgia. No, they don't care. And yeah. it was the fans didn't care. Nobody cared. I just think I don't know. I'm conflicted because the Bama Texas game was also awesome. But it almost felt like they jumped the gun on going to Austin. They just think, thought they couldn't come here again. Mm. But but this week, it's like, okay, uh, technically it is the best game, yep. right? But you, if you look at, like, an alternate venue, a place that you haven't been yet. Tulane year, UCF is excited. Tulane UCF. Yeah, when are you going to get to go to Tulane again? I don't know how they could see the crowd at App State and not want to go to Tulane UCF. Do you, uh, those Louisiana Tulane fans? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? They would have showed up in boatloads. So what do you think happens next weekend? Do you think they go to a Pac-12 game? Because we got the Oregon-Utah have, game. Have they gone to one this year? And USC-UCLA. They did UCLA-Oregon. UCLA, and that's it? That's it. They might go to one of those two, though. Those are good candidates, for sure. Because I, And next week, not this week, but the week after, that's SEC's uh, Cupcake Week. They yep. all play trash teams. But would they go back to Oregon, or would they go to USC or UCLA? Like the USC they UCLA could, game they is a could big go game. to the LA game. I could see that if they're both. The media has loved both those teams this year. Like mm-hmm. they DTR, they love. They love. They're going USC. to the Big Ten, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's also true. Uh, fact or fiction? Hawaii covers the eleven and a half point spread versus the Utah State Aggies. Not if you play like that. Probably not. No, <laughs> I don't think so, man. It's disappointing. So I'm hearing Do better. Fi- fiction, fiction and fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with Ryan Garcia, the boxer? Yes. Yeah, so there was a picture of him that Timmy Chang posted today with him and Ryan Garcia. It looks like Ryan Garcia was working out at the UH uh, football facility. Um, if he knows how to throw the football, let's get him on the field. Okay, uh, and last one, fact or fiction. Uh, Timmy Chang gets better than a C for his first season at Hawaii. He gets an N.A. I, I just don't think you can grade him. At this point, <laughs> better than a C. I mean, he won a couple games this year. Um, probably like a C plus. I mean, so yeah, better than a flat C. Fact. I mean, yeah, we won a couple games, but I mean, it, it feels flat right now. It feels like there was a lot of hype going into the Vandy game, and then once we got absolutely curb stomped, <laughs> it was okay. Now we suck again. Uh, so hopefully, this recruiting class comes in and is better. Yeah, our roommate Bosky jokingly. Uh, commented on one of our stories earlier this year, and he, I was asking for bold takes, and his bold take was Hawaii wins more than two games, and now it actually wow. is looking that like a might bold be, take. That might be a hot take. It might be a take that doesn't even hit, which is crazy to me. In my DraftKings account right now, I have I put it at the beginning of the season. It was ten to win thirty dollars on Hawaii over four and a half wins. They need <laughs> to win the next three games in order to hit that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's a wow. bad. That's a tough look, Colt. Um, it's time for the name game. 
Uh, and, uh, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, the name game, you know, it hasn't hasn't been horrible to you lately, Cole. It's, That's it's why. Been all it right. been, it's been all right. It's tough. It's been all right. So you picked a, a very interesting Wheaties player this week, so I wanted to test your knowledge well, Livy? on that Wheaties player. Um, oh, boy. Do you know Livy's first name? Olivia. Okay, perfect. Oh, God. I'm going to need you to spell... I can't answer this too well I'm, or I'm too gonna quickly. You, I'm going to need you to spell Olivia. Actually... What's I've, her at? I've decided... <laughs> L-I-V-V-Y. I, I don't know if I should do Olivia or uh, Livy trivia or it's spelling game. Okay, here, here's my here's some Livy trivia. If you get this right, I'll let you guess the name. Okay? And she has to call in. And then she has to call in. What is Livy Dunes or Dunn, whatever yeah. you pronounce it, what's her middle name? Uh, let's go, um... I'll throw a guess in there. Go on in. After you, of course. I'm going to go with... Okay, this is so odd. I'm thinking Gretchen. <laughs> it is not I'm Gretchen. Gonna, uh, I'm going to think Marie? It's not Marie. That's that's a good guess. It starts with a P. That's what I'll give you. It starts with a P. Penelope. It is not Penelope. Priscilla? <laughs> it is not Priscilla. Here's the last final hint. Pumpkin final spice. Um, her name starts with a P, and it also is this, it sounds the same as... A household, not a household, huh? an object. It sounds the same as an object, as as a tangible object. It it has the same sound to it. It's a it's a. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like if her name, if her middle name was Door, but it's not Door. It's a different thing. It starts with the P. Oh okay. Um, Is that if that makes sense? Let's go with. Uh... <laughs> Plore? <laughs> uh, pen? <laughs> cool. I'm. I'm gonna consider this a loss. It was Paige. Paige was her. Was her. Uh, you know, like what page. in the house is a page, page of a book? I, I shouldn't have said household. That she was, said book. Yeah. I, but oh, then I thought that you meant been... like it ra- rhymes with door. No. See that. I okay. Realized, I realized I screwed that up a little. Anyways, cool. Spell page. P. Yep. A I G. Okay, that was good. It doesn't count as a win, but yeah, no. that's good. That's some good. You know, I'm actually happy. <laughs> I think it's better that I didn't know her middle name. If not, that'd be a little yeah, sus. That's actually true. If you were immediately like Paige, yeah, P-A-I-G. <laughs> we'd be like, okay, yeah. cool, right. hold on. All right, this one should be pretty easy for you. This is a uh, Washington State offensive lineman from Queen Creek, Arizona. Okay, Brock Dew. Brock Dew. Dew. Yeah. Okay. Brock. Brock Dew. With Brock Dew. Yep. R. O C K. Brock. Yep, you got it. Do. Do. D. Yep. O. Incorrect. That's how you spell do. <laughs> okay. D. Yep. O. <laughs> no. You already guessed D O. Oh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you get another one. <laughs> you get another one. How did that just happen? I don't know. D. Yep. Okay. Due date. D U E. Incorrect. Ah, was the U incorrect? It was D I E U. Brock Dew. Ah, classic Dew. There's yep. an I in Dew? <laughs> yep. Well, another day, another O for two for Colt. Thank you guys for your help in the chat. Colt didn't see it in time. Uh, let's let Michael Scott take us to our outro. D E W was wrong too, Denise. <laughs> All I can do right now is put on a brave face. D O H was wrong too, Mom. Their leader. It's over. We are screwed. All right. We, man, week 11. 
It is. It has been an absolute grind of a season. It feels like, but it's been so fun. It has been so fun. When kind it, of. When it. When is the, Well, not not if you're not not if you're looking from an ASU perspective. Correct. The playoff picture. I don't remember it being this wide yes. open this late. This is the best playoff field since 2014. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's been that long. It's definitely cool. How, how are you feeling about Hawaii football? Uh, you know, it, it's just not really relevant right now. I'm on to basketball. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I saw it. You guys are third, third, projected third in the media polls in the Big Andy West. Katz actually projected us to win the entire conference. Whoa. So, oh, let's, let's go for that. Interesting. I, I don't know. College football with UH, let's, maybe let's get a couple wins. I am looking forward to the game against Chevin Cordero on the road at San Jose State. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of bad blood there. Hopefully we come out and, on top. And the Pac-12 championship game, December 2nd. Exactly. That we'll be going to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Any, uh, who you guys think's in that one? Oregon State. Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> Good picks. I'm, I'm going to go Oregon versus USC. I got Oregon-UCLA. I think no matter what combination of those four teams, Oregon, Utah, USC, UCLA, it'll be a fun matchup. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, if that's all we got. Uh, I'm, what is this somber tone, man? What, what are it's we? Week leave? eleven, man. We but, got. Hey, you know what? I'm kind we're of kind sad. of in no man's land as far as school leave. goes. I, I like this show. We only yeah, have we a couple got more weeks left of the next, season. Next show's on deck, boys. Yeah. All right. Well, I, if that's all we got, I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye. Going to come back to the near side. Pick six. Let's see it.